Welcome everyone to episode 70 of the Slow Spin Society podcast. My name is Paul and joining me as always are Rob and Amanda. What's up you guys? Hello. What's poppin'? Today we're gathering around the fire with some hot cocoa and a comfy blanket to talk about winter cycling. And always as a fixed gear rider perspective. So I am stoked to have two people living in cold as fuck countries to talk about <laughs> cycling in the winter. But speaking of cycling, duh, if you want to hear more about what did we talk about in the pre-show, my first ride on the Canada track, uh, a man- Cracking a carbon frame. Cracking a carbon frame. And slowly dying <laughs> after. <laughs> yeah. Then you should listen to the pre-show. You can access the extended conversation at patreon.com slash podcast. But let's get into the show. Let's do it. Let me just give you a quick introduction to this episode and what we're going to talk about. But if you live somewhere where it gets cold in winter, uh, which is a good part of the world, then... This is kind of a guide to how to survive through winter when you're a cyclist, a figure cyclist, and you don't always want to go out. So yeah, that's a guide if you don't live in Texas or Malaysia, basically. Mm-hmm. All right, let's fucking do this. <laughs> let's fucking do this. Uh, so basically, what you should do when you <laughs> there's snow, you just like put... <laughs> go for it. <laughs> No, so you just put skis under your, your bike, and then you just go. <laughs> just give up on cycling and put skis on. <laughs> and I mean, Amanda, winter in Montreal is tough, right? Very brutal. Yeah. Want to talk about it? So in Montreal, we have this like microclimate around the island, around this area. And also in Quebec in general, um, like compared to Toronto, they don't get as much snow as compared to winters in Montreal. And we get huge snowstorms and it goes down to like minus 30, minus 25, uh, minus 20 degrees Celsius during the winter. Minus 20. Minus 20. Yeah. Sometimes minus 30, minus 35. Pretty cold. But I remember and I was talking about this some other some of my other friends back home we all winter cycle and how in the beginning of the season in about like november early december when it gets like minus 10 you feel as if it's super super cold and every time you go out on your bike you're it like hurts your bones but then eventually a couple of weeks later your your body gets used to it and then like comes january february march it's minus 25 and like you're you're just so used to it and yeah it's not it's not as bad as it was in december type of thing yeah but what do you wear then when when it's like minus 25 outside okay um so you got different types of cyclists <laughs> okay uh, winter cyclists you are so ready for this <laughs> you episode. got the people <laughs> 
you got the people who ride fat bikes. Those are like the 30, 40 year old, 50 year old boomers <laughs> oh, <laughs> who shit. ride fat bikes. <laughs> and then you've got some gnarly people who ride fixed and ride their commuters with like studded tires. And studded ri- tires. I ride with jeans. On a fixed. What are studded tires? Like um, with uh, des clous. Um, There's like with, metal uh, bits, right? Mm. Yeah, uh, basically they're literally, um, what you put in the wall? Na- a nail? <laughs> a nail, yeah. There's nails in your tires. <sighs> and it's it grips on ice and snow. So you can get them oh for a fixed gear? Uh, depends what clearance you have on your bike. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I rode a CX Pros. You guys know what? No idea. No idea. They're like Schwal. I think Schwalbe. Yeah, Schwalbe. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're super cheap. The cheapest fucking tire you can get with like just tread, and they're I think thirty twenty eight or 30, they come thirty or twenty eight or thirty twos. I use that, and it's not that thick, but yeah, it's a common okay. tire to use. And the these also have nails inside. No, they don't. Okay. I I rode two winters without any nails. I never rode a t- uh, my tires with nails, but a lot of people do. My God, it looks, it looks <laughs> fucking terrible. I mean, on ice, yeah, maybe, but if you have a bit of road, how do you do them? Because, wow. Oh, there is no more road. <laughs> they oh, snow everywhere. <laughs> great. Okay, no roads. <laughs> like, okay, no, the the cycling path is uh, often cleaned by a snowmobile. Mm-hmm. A lot amount of snow that falls during the night is pushed off to the sidewalk, mm-hmm. to the streets. And so the cycling paths are opened, but there's always a bit of snow on the ground or ice. I'm not going to lie, yeah. one winter in Montreal sounds challenging, but really interesting. Yo, it's crazy. It's I remember once I was going to class. I'd have to do about nine to ten kilometers to go to class uh, in university. And I had my ski goggles on, my ski helmet. And I had like these big, fat winter gloves on and just a pair of jeans and just like a small Gore-Tex jacket. And in a huge, huge snowstorm, like you could barely see in front of you and cars are passing right next to me. And there was so much snow. Why did you do that? <laughs> I, I just go like that to class every day. <laughs> and, it, and it's minus 20. Yeah. Minus 25. Yeah. Minus 20. And jeans. <laughs> Yeah, like I can't. I, yeah, I'd always go in like just pair of jeans, and underneath my jeans, sometimes if it's too cold, I'd I often wear like merino wool uh, liner, like for skiing. Yeah, and I just put that under, and I go to class. But you know, Rob, like minus twenty, it's not that cold. So you're just a pair of jeans. Yeah, and you're exactly. Fine, right? Yeah, but really though, like you, well, you warm up in like five ten minutes, and then you're fine. And often I sweat so much, and I'm so hot that I just open up like the underarms and i just have like a small hoodie or yeah just a gore-tex jacket on i try and be super lightweight you guys are a different breed yeah <laughs> yeah but then you ha- you look at other people they're the people on their fat bikes who wear like full head to toe snow pants snow like ski jackets 
Yeah. So okay. you got two types of people. Yeah, that like... sounds more like me. <laughs> <laughs> You're the, the old boomer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think Amanda like... said people in their 30s, those old boomers. <laughs> no, not boomers, but like. <laughs> My God. Yeah, but is there, right. why can't you go like in the middle of that? Like a mountain bike? Like no, like if a, you're a normal like person, like a tractor cross bike or a gravel bike, yeah. Yeah, some people ride like a gravel bike. I mean, with all the salt that they put on the road, having gears must be a fucking nightmare. Exactly. Yeah. Like so, basically, we have a thing called a winter beater. So you have one specific bike that is your winter beater bike, and it's a a bike you beat up and it's rusty it's shit it's horrible like you don't have you don't even maintain it because it's just for the salt and the winter and then it's dead after the winter uh no you can ride it for another winter <laughs> and another so you do one have to clean it want. at some point then. no i never cleaned mine what? just let it outside you know you just let it outside during the summer and then defrosts yeah <laughs> All the salt evaporates in the summer. And you can get a little bit of the salt out of the down tube, you know, and take it in your kitchen for the winter. Yeah. Next winter. Seasoning. And do you guys know like those little North Face booties, black booties? Yeah, Yeah. I do know those. Like winter boots? Yeah, those are the shoes that I wore for one winter. But they're not waterproof, are they? And they got destroyed. Some of them are. Some of them have like Gore-Tex outside. Okay, but let's say hypothetically, if I have a winter beater, but it's aluminum, could it go through a winter and then a summer? You definitely have to change like your BB, your every all your components. Yeah, basically every bearing. Yeah. Shit. Okay. And it's not, it's, it's false that I'm saying that you don't like, shouldn't give love to your winter bike. Technically what you should do is before the winter starts, you should remove all your pieces on your, on your winter beater, re-grease everything like crazy and then put everything back on. But I didn't do that. (laughs) So probably things are rusted shut. Cool. Yeah. But let's say you don't want to go out, you know. You, you're just like, yep, yeah, I don't know, minus 30 or even minus 15, minus 10 is not my thing. I don't, don't feel like going out. What you could do are different activities or even cycling activities. So I'm thinking about my first thought was inside velodrome training. Mm-hmm. Like that could be the, your winter thing or just mm-hmm. Zwift. For some people, I know some people are into that. But if, again, if you, you want to brave the outside, then you still have cyclocross in winter is really fun. Track lacrosse is also really fun, but I feel like track lacrosse is more of a summer thing and mountain bikes ride, I guess. I don't know. I guess it depends like where you are. If there's too much snow, if it's too cold, then you can't really mountain bike, I guess. Yeah. But for example, cyclocross with speed, like gears and brakes into the mud. I found it super fun while track lacrosse. It's I feel like it's more enjoyable with dry weather. I don't know. I, I've done many winter in Newcastle on a not a track lacrosse bike, but like a fat 
tire like 28 or 30 on shoved into a steel old steel frame i guess i wouldn't have beat her and riding in the snow is every day commute is actually nice and fun because every day is like track lacrosse then you, you don't have to go into the woods <laughs> just every fucking day in the snow is like yeah. sliding around yeah it's good i guess i like riding in the snow what would be your perfect winter beater my ranger Oh my god, here we go again. Well, what the fuck? It's perfect! It's perfect! Yeah, yeah, and Amanda is going to say the same thing because you both have a ranger. But the thing is, like, I would not, with Mike's, well, how bad and horrible the conditions are in Montreal, I would not at all ride an expensive bike like that in during the winter. I just You just got to ride a crappy bike. What, the ranger? You wouldn't ride the Ranger in the winter? No, I would not ever. Oh, really? Because I would destroy it, and it would be destroyed in the winter with all the salt. Hmm. Yeah, so you just got to ride a bike. But is salt not worse really... for steel than aluminium? It is. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely it's worse for steel. Yeah, I think aluminium would be fine through the winter, through the salt. Basically, what I understand is... The only thing that's going to survive after winter is the frame, if it's aluminum. Yeah. And all the rest is just going to trash. Yeah. 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 That sounds that sounds harsh on your bike, man. Not gonna lie. You want tire clearance, though, don't you? I mean, what tires are you running? How wide did you run your tires? So I I ride thirties. See, that seems so small in the snow. Yeah. Like it. It is small. But I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> and a lot of people, like goons, the crazies, ride CX Pros because we're broke bitches. And it's a sh like it's a super just crappy tire. You just ride in the winter. Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah. But there are definitely better tires out there that you can use. I'm looking at the Marathon Winter Spike. Oh, yeah. Actually, I have seen that one. That's got those things you talked about. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's what you should use. Dude, it's $120 for a tire. Yeah, but they weigh about the same as, like, motorbike tires. They're heavy as fuck. Shit. I would definitely recommend a studded um, tire. Yeah, that sounds gnarly. Yeah, like Schwalbe Marathon win yeah, yeah, those Winter ones, yeah. Performance. Coming back on the gears, though, uh, Rob, what do you wear for winter? Clothes-wise? Yeah, clothes-wise. Uh, I have a really good base layer, like a merino wool base layer as well. Um, shoes are the main issue. I've, I've, I tend to wear, uh, like, have if I'm commuting, have, like, a wet pair and a dry pair at work. So knowing uh -huh. knowing one parachute and have layers of socks, so one or two sets of socks on and then dry socks at work. Uh, that's how I tend to deal with my feet in the winter because that's just Gore-Tex trainers are cool. I don't really like wearing boots, but you've, your feet sweat just as much in Gore-Tex as, as um, <clears throat> I think your feet get just as wet in waterproof shoes as if you were wearing trainers that got wet anyway. So I tend to avoid yeah. any waterproof shoes. I do have waterproof throwovers for my trousers or whatever. But if it's not chucking it down rain or snow, I tend to get, let my legs get a bit wet as well because 
I just find sweaty balls is just the worst. <laughs> Again, thin base layer on the top, one thin fleece type, something that seals and can zip up quite nice up your neck. And then... Again, yeah, quite a thin, waterproofy, breathable, the, the most breathable jacket I can find, but still not breathable enough in terms of waterproof. Sometimes a little neck thing. The neck thing is, <laughs> yeah, the neck thing is important. It makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when Montreal, it's your cheeks yeah. get so cold. It's like the part you gets the coldest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I try and wear thin layers and many of them or so I can strip them down. Anything, like at the moment, I'm actually just riding to work in my skiing jacket and it's just like still, when it rains, I mean, and it's just mm -hmm. super sweaty in two minutes from the house all the way there and I'm drenched inside. So I might as well just not wore it. <laughs> it's hard to find like a good, you know, like a good jacket that, It's still breathable, but also a truly waterproof thing. It's really difficult, yeah. Uh, it's really it's difficult. Just, how, is it, how is it still not possible in this day and age? To have a decent, decent, breathable, waterproof jacket. Yeah. I don't know. We're literally sending people to space and we can't have a truly waterproof and breathable jacket. Come on. Everyone says they're all breathable and they all advertise them as their most breathable fabrics. But no, nothing I've worn ever keeps you, uh, you don't sweat instantly. From. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the trainer thing at work, and to be honest, I avoid him wearing all water. If it's snowing a bit or if it's snowing unclear, I will definitely not wear waterproofs. A last case scenario, I'll wear waterproofs, to be honest, if it's really chucking it down. Waterproof like shoes? Mm, trousers and jacket. All of it. Oh, trousers. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like if it's as well, if it's super, super snowy, I also have like a, like a, a thin pair of pants, yeah. Gore-Tex or whatever. But they're just uncomfortable. So it, 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 yeah, it's the last thing I'll try and. Yeah. You get used to it though, because I have like waterproof trousers for, for work, you know, when it's raining all day. Mm. And so coincidentally when i went to buy a pair uh they only had extra small i was like okay extra small pair of pants i don't know so they're supposed to be obviously quite large because you put it over your pants right like okay extra pants i like the extra small i like the challenge so buy the extra small and i just wear it was nothing under it apart Ugh. from uh you know just Pant, like underwears oh and and it's full vinyl so yes it's not comfy at first but then you get used to it and it's fine so they keep heat because it's pure vinyl but because you also have directly the rain hitting on it the cold rain hitting on it and hitting on your thighs and legs etc it's not that hot in there I cannot imagine anything worse wearing waterproof trousers with nothing in between my legs. <laughs> <laughs> that is a horrible thought. Just that that hot, sweaty vinyl. Uh, uh. No, no, But no, they no, fit no. me like normal pants, which is amazing. Care. Just put a really <laughs> thin, like, either 
like uh, cycling trouser on underneath, just something stretchy that fits really tight, like a legging. Yeah, I could put a legging underneath. It'd be so much more comfortable. Yeah, I got used to it. I guess it's fine. <laughs> All right, you do you. Okay, again, let's explore the options if you don't want to go outside. Like sports-wise, for me, I find that my winter favorite is doing bouldering. And I know, Amanda, you practice as well. Yeah. Ah. What were you going to say? I thought you meant cycling inside, but I realized you meant other activities inside. Bouldering is, yeah, is, yeah on my top two. Yeah, for sure. What's your top one? Well, it's still going outside, but actually just going for a 20-minute run. Oh, running. You. Who does yeah, that? Yeah, winter running could be fun. Winter running is great. I, it's a vibe. I tend to run through the winter because I don't ride as much. Look at you. I will never understand. I will never understand people running. Frosty, cold morning, getting out, putting some nice tighty whities on, some nice running trainers and just blasted for 20 minutes. It's great. Great way to start the day. <laughs> Amanda being so proud. <laughs> problem with bouldering in london in the even in the, in the summer it's busy but in the winter it just becomes this sweat box of people go, trying to squeeze uh, yeah it's not a nice place indoors in the winter <laughs> <laughs> i'm so positive today <laughs> i have a friend that does badminton oh, in the winter. i love badminton oh my god i hate badminton how can you hate badminton <laughs> How can you hate badminton? Yo, I'm really good at many sports except for badminton. Are you kidding? It's like one of the easiest <laughs> like, sports to play. No. You don't like, are you being real? You don't like badminton? I don't. It's so boring. What? Give me a ball. I can give like, me a give ball. ball. Like, I can play basketball, soccer, volleyball, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, but you have to play with other people then. It's like a team sport. I know, right? All the people you. <laughs> Ice hockey. Ice hockey. Yeah, that's inside, but kind of outside at the same time. <laughs> Figure skating. <laughs> Figure skating. That's really Canadian. Yeah, I did it for 10 years. Wow. Can you do triple f flip thingy? Uh, I can do an axle. I did an axle, but I, yeah. I can't do a double or a triple or a double sockow. Which one's an axle where you go from one foot, arms out, and do like a 360? Uh, a one turn and a half and land backwards. It's one turn and oh, a half. You land, so you land forward and land backwards. I think I could do an axle. What? Seriously? I reckon I could make a go at it. I can skate pretty well. <laughs> I'm sure I could... To figure out how to do it. I want to see it. I want to see it. I will. I will rent uh, the place just to see it. Yo, let's go skating in London. Oof, where would you go skating? Would you go skating in Newcastle? Yeah, it's probably less crowded as well. You go my old ice hockey rink. I'm currently looking through my photo album and looking at all the winter fixed gear photos I have on Instagram. No, through my photo album. Mm. Okay, I'll send a photo of my bike, my winter bike. Yeah, there it is. Oh my god, that's a lot of snow. And it's fresh as well. 
You got breaks. Yeah. In the winter, you need a, you cannot ride breakers in Montreal in the winter. I thought you were crazy. At least one break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm crazy for riding fixed gear in the winter. <laughs> oh, you've added lots in of pictures. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, it's a Fuji. Yeah, that's pretty sick. That looks probably beat this up. This is a winter storm. And that's a lot of snow. That is a lot of snow. Nice yeah. wide bars. I'm in jeans. I mean, All the pictures will be in the show notes, guys. Yeah, that's not fun. I mean, that kind of level of snow is... I've read, I, I've read quite a few times like that. Yeah, it's cool. Mm. I mean, not that final picture where it's in the backyard and it's scooped up to the sides. Huge. Yeah, the pictures are cool. Yeah. What ratio do you ride in the winter, Rob? My ratios are small all year round. <laughs> I don't need the winter to make my <laughs> my gear ratios. The question would be, what do you? What gear ratio do you ride? Well, um, <laughs> I'm not riding 14 in the winter. Now you ask. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I I was riding like 48, 16. My God, it's still heavy. What the hell? 48, 16. That I hated. I felt like I was spinning so much. For the winter, I would ride like forty nine twenty two. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> what? No way! I I'd stop riding fixed gear. <laughs> what? You'd stop riding fixed gear? No, but like twenty two cog. Oh god! What? I'm working my way. I've got some twenty ones, but I'm working my way to twenty twos. <laughs> uh, 22 is the bigger you get the biggest you can get so you might as well get it 22 wow yeah yeah i've got a couple of 21s plenty of 19s and 20s now plenty of 90 and 20 <laughs> it's like you can calculate out how old you are with your cog collection <laughs> the bigger the older yeah the older you get the more teeth you have yeah. oh um do you use um not ass savers, but... Like a mudguard? Yeah, mudguards. I've never had mudguards until this year. And I've got them on my Ranger now. Look at you. And it's great. And a front disc. Great. Are they like full on, like wrapping all around the wheel or... You couldn't get them more around the wheel than I've got them. <laughs> They've even got flaps. The flaps oh are amazing. Oh my god. I love the flap. I'm gonna need a picture of that. I rode somewhere the other day in a nice pair of trainers and a nice pair of trousers and it rained a lot. And when I got there, I had no splashes on me at all. It was a wonderful experience. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Ah, that's a good question. Tire pressure. I felt quite low. I mean, I kind of feel like you're winter beater setup it, it's kind of for track lacrosse setup with brakes like i would put super low pressure yeah i always ride low pressure in the winter amanda you're the ultimate answer yeah come on yeah definitely you should ride low pressure but um not too low because you don't want to get a pinch and you don't want to get a flat in minus 25 with your fingers that are freezing trying to remove a tube and tires off a freezing cold rim. No, fuck that. Yeah. Yo, if it's minus 25 and you have tubeless setup, is your ceiling going to freeze yeah. in your tires? <laughs> yeah. That's a good really? question. Really? Yeah. I don't know anyone riding tubeless in the winter. With low pressure tires and minus 20, I don't think ceiling works. I may be wrong. All right. 
Like some of my friends, like really good mechanics and like really good strong cyclists ride really, really low PSI or bar in the winter. I don't know how to do it because if I squeeze it, I feel like I'm just going to pinch it and it's going to pop. <laughs> so I don't know how they actually ride like that through the winter. I still have a decent amount of air in my tubes. Or you ride tubular and then you can't pinch it. Yeah, that's true. It's a thing. That's why people in cyclocross do it. You can't pinch a tubular. I'm just looking to see if there's a temperature. Does tubeless sealant freeze? Speaking of tubeless, this weekend I had two tubeless flats on my gravel. <laughs> and ghetto and like a good mechanic I am, I was able to repair them in my apartment <laughs> with just some milk, some tubeless um, sealant and a pump. And a pump. That I tie wrapped to my bag and I brought it from work to my apartment. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Is it that the pump where you can like pump and release everything at the same time? For no, it was just a, just a normal pump. Okay. Yeah. Rob, did you find the answer? Yeah, yeah. so the really like uh, good quality sealant will resist freezing. Mm -hmm. And work in environments up to minus 28 degrees. Wow. Wow. Mm. So you could run tubeless. So you could run tubeless. It's not a bad idea in the winter, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if I would just go out if it's minus 30 outside, to be honest. Even if I have work or school or anything, if it's 30 outside, man, I'm not sure I'm going out at all. So what you can do is stay in all winter. <laughs> Yeah, hibernate like a bear. It's not going to be minus 30 all winter. Like, I mean, like I don't think so. The more you go out in the cold, the more you're, you get used to it. And the less cold you feel the next time you go out in the cold. I swear to God, that's how it works. The first time you go out in minus 30 and your breath hurts and your face hurts and your, inside your nostrils are stinging because the, the moisture in there is freezing and as you're breathing you're breathing out warm air and then it's freezing quickly so actually your face hurts a lot but once you've been out for a while and once you've been out for a week or so you get used to that it sounds terrible but like a nice challenge i mean we in the cottage in russia when we used to go in winter it was yeah minus 35 sometimes it's cold yeah. But it's beautiful. You want to know what I like to do during winter? Even if I, if my winter is not remotely as terrible as your winter, because I never, like, around here never drops under 10 degrees. Literally. But wow. what I do during my winter when I feel like it's cold and raining outside, I don't feel like going out. Also, I like to look online what people are up to. <laughs> and at the various communities and i think it's legit something that we can talk about is looking stuff up online oh. and looking at other people's bikes yeah amanda were you gonna say something? i don't know amanda just had a revelation yeah, or something and quiet. <laughs> i have something really cool to talk about right. okay so the crazy motherfuckers we are in in montreal that got winter cycle um in crazy snowstorms we have winter alley cats oh my god races and they're called the ice cat cups and i've done one or two 
And I was supposed to do more, but all the time I was always uh, working, I couldn't get off work. But I have some friends that did like almost all of them. And there's a couple per winter. There's like Ice Cat Cup 1, 2, and 3. Oh Basically, we all meet in a huge park. It's called Parc La Fontaine. And there are basically different locations to go to and you get points. And then there's like a winner. And yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay. It's freezing. Must be fun though. So it's just Nalika, but in the winter. Yeah, in the winter and snow all over the city. And That's hardcore. Yeah, I remember the first one I did, I was like, okay, I'm going to put clips on like that I can go fast and, and it would be better, just easier to ride for long distance. And then I was just like, okay, I'm going to put like a winter Gore-Tex like shoe cover on and that was the worst idea ever my feet were freezing and i didn't even end up finishing the i bailed with one of my friends and we just went back to our shop and chilled there but my feet turned white and yeah yeah because a clip any of those type of shoes are just so bad (laughs) yeah 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 shit yeah, it's, it was exhausting. Like it was actually a lot of kilometers, and in the winter, and and then we finished. Basically, the, we finished Alley Cat, and then we got to the last checkpoint, and they're like, "Yeah, so there's a second part. Here's the next another paper." And you're like, "What? Fuck that!" So we're like, "Nope, we're going back to the shop." <laughs> Get me a beer. Get, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only alley cat you don't want the surprise checkpoint. <laughs> At the end, yeah. What were you saying, yeah. Paul, about uh, looking up other people's bikes? I was saying that, yeah, you can use the winter also as an opportunity to inspire yourself for next season, kind of. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can look at, for example, our Discord or Reddit, Palroom, LFGSS or your local forum, Facebook, all of these. To just, yeah, think about... Get ready for you your, next, your next build next year. Yeah, kind of. Mm. To be honest, for, yeah. for me, wintertime is all about preparing for the spring in every aspect. Mm. Um, I know, right? And also, things go on sale. Mm. In winter, yeah. Like for Boxing Day or Black Friday and stuff like yeah. that. You can look at new parts and... You can use the winter to just do a new paint job, you know, reveal it in the spring, like being all shiny and stuff. Get your bikes ready oh, and yeah. clean. Yeah. Yeah. And the last thing I kind of had in my list of ideas in the winter is to organize events. And Amanda, you talked about that the ice cats. So it could be ice cats, could be track lacrosse. And again, it could also be inside. So for gold sprint or i have a friend every winter he does a flea market inside inside so he invites people with used parts to come to his place and he sells uh, the- no he rents he rents a big uh studio uh. and then everybody can come in like you book your spot mm-hmm. and then you can come with your stuff put all all of it on the ground with like little price tags and then it's a day of haggling prices and selling stuff, buying stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's it usually turns out as a cool event. Sweet. Yeah. I just use my winter for getting wrapped up 
drinking beers and hot wine, eating lots, and preparing for next year and seeing friends and family. That's that's my winter vibe. Yeah, I agree. Because I just can't get up when without natural sunlight. I mean, I can if the alarm wakes me up, but I just I just don't think humans should have to work nine hour, eight nine hour days during the winter. It's just not right. I think we should all do much shorter days. We should get paid more. We should eat more and drink more in the winter. <laughs> That's my vibe. When you go to work, is it still like nighttime? Well, yeah, I get up and it's dark. And then when I go leave work, it's dark. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Just, just how depressing is that? <laughs> oh, my God. I wouldn't like that. Yeah. It happens every year. It's not like I'm surprised that it's now dark. But waking up in the dark and... By the time I go to work, it tends to be kind of light, which is good. But it's still early. It's still no, only mid-November. Okay. All right. Does anyone have anything to add about winter riding? Just do it. Just get out and have fun. Put some fat tires on. Yeah, Paul. No matter how cold it is, just go out and shred and have fun. Yeah, Paul. Stay inside. <laughs> or stay inside and get some oh, hot tea. Oh. <laughs> uh, speaking of gloves... Ooh. when it gets super cold you gotta wear like these really hot warm gloves like ski gloves yeah. ski gloves yeah <laughs> yeah that's one thing i don't have yet i have like autumn gloves but i don't have winter gloves and if you ride a fixie or a single speed you can put like those uh gloves when all your fingers are in the same spot just your thumb is in a different pocket kind of Oh, like a mitten. Yeah, a mitten. Yeah, mit uh, mittens for cycling, I would, wouldn't. Uh, yeah, no, never mind. What am I saying? I rode two winters. I think you've got <laughs> mittens. I've seen you with pictures of the mittens. I on. have mittens. What the yeah. fuck am I saying? I'm talking shit. <laughs> I literally think, the yeah, one of the first times I saw a yes, picture of you, you had mittens, mittens on. on. <laughs> Dude, I literally love mittens. I, yeah, just... <laughs> I just I completely forgot what I wear. <laughs> you Rob changed you, man. Wow. Yeah. You're like, no, I don't think you should wear. Oh wait, what? No, mittens. <laughs> I do wear mittens. What the fuck? <laughs> all right, we're all tired, and I guess it's gonna wrap up another episode of the Slowspin Society podcast. And again, everything we'll discuss today will be in the show notes on the blog slowspinsociety.com, along with the verse articles and write-ups I post every two weeks. I think when this episode is going to release, the last write-up on the blog is going to be my recap of a full summer of trackpacking and what did I learn. And trust me, it's quite interesting. And there's probably a little giveaway that goes with it. Even more cool. I don't know. Slow Spin Society is proud to be a listener-supported podcast. If you get value out of the show, why not consider putting some value back in? You can visit patreon.com slash podcast to join the community where pledging at any level will grant you access to the extended cut of the pre and after show. Special thanks goes to our 38 Patreon supporters making this show possible and ad-free. We love you guys. Wow. You can also Ooh. find us on our Discord server. The invite link is also in the show notes or with our Instagram account at slowspinsidey. Rob is at kenzie.co. Amanda's at Amanda Seaburger frame cracking. And I go at <laughs> underscore fall underscore you. 
Sharing the podcast with your friends is by far the easiest way to support the show by giving us a good review on the platform of your choice. The music for the show is Lovely Swindler by Maria. And the illustration is by me. A new sticker is coming soon. I ordered them yesterday. Alright, we're gonna go on to a short and sweet after show. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Ciao. Cheers. Cheers.